Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got nards. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. That's right, kitties, and bring in all the bad puns and all the bad jokes because oh. we are going full on Crypt Keeper tonight. I love hated the puns. I oh, love I hate love puns <laughs> so much. I, just lo- I love love. <laughs> <laughs> what are you clicking? What's going on over there? Nothing. She's looking up the puns. Yeah? I am. I'm trying to see which puns oh, he used. I. We'll talk about it when we get to Bordello of Blood, but I feel like the pun payoff is not worth it for that. Oh, <laughs> no, I loved it. Well, why don't we go, why don't we go, uh, chronological. So Demon Knight. We'll start with Demon Knight. But, okay, here's, here's my question. Um, so obviously, Tales from the Crypt comes from the comics. It was Tales from the Vault. It was mm-hmm. all stuff from EC. And then it was evolved. There was a movie in the 70s called Tales from the Crypt? Yes, there was. There was also... Um, there was two of them. It was like 72 and 73. There Chamber was of Horrors or something? There was another Vault one. Horror? Vault of Horrors? Yeah, there was, there was and, two. Yeah, so it was Tales from the Crypt and Vault of Horror in the early 70s. And then nothing. And then the very next Tales from the Crypt movie came in 1995, which was Demon Knight. And it was, um, in between that time, there was a very successful Tales from the Crypt TV show on mm-hmm. HBO, which was amazing and fantastic. Big ups to Danny Elfman for that. Yes. And that whole opening credit scene oh, was so, so amazing. And oh. every single time that you watch it, it doesn't matter how many times you've watched it, when he pops out of the coffin, it scares the show. It yeah. still kind of <laughs> makes me tense because that was so scary when I was, that was one of the most scary things in the world when I was a kid. Oh, same. Was the intro yeah. for that. Now I watch it and I can just be like, oh, this is a miniature, oh, this is, like, kind of computer-generated, oh, this is, like, a haunted house, like, one room that they did. Like, I kind of see through it, but still, when he pops out of the coffin, I'm like, yeah. Because I, <laughs> I remember when I was a kid and how much, I couldn't look at the TV. I love watching Tales from the Crypt because it was, like, a crazy horror show and there was always a possibility of boobs, a high possibility yeah, of yeah, boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And for a 12, 13-year-old, you know, that's that's always something you're looking for. I mean, yeah. I, I watched probably a dozen episodes of Draymond just for the boobs <laughs> when I was a kid. My parents shouldn't have gotten the HBO. Oh, I know. I would definitely They shouldn't have done it. All this shit, too. Yeah, no, it scared the bejeebies out of me. And I always had, like, a love-hate, like... There were times when I thought he was absolutely adorable, and there were times when I thought he was absolutely fucking terrifying. I don't know why. And still to this day, I have this weird dichotomy with the uh, Crypt Keeper. That's the thing. He's kind of, he's kind of, he's like Freddy Krueger, where like, he's terrifying, but he's kind of fun and like approachable. And like, as a kid, you're kind of drawn to them because they're kind of like clowns at the same time, while also being awful and murderous and all that. Jazz. Yeah. So, all right. So, let's start off with Demon Knight. Yeah. Uh, it's Demon a Knight. 1995 offering by Ernest Dickerson, who what, I looked him up and he literally only did TV, which I feel like radiates through this movie. Like, it feels like one bad long TV episode. Yeah. Of Tales yeah, from this, the Crypt. Is, this absolutely feels like a Tales from the Crypt television show yeah that went on too long i feel like i feel like both of them are like that i feel like both of them are like that not long enough it was not it should have been like four hours cut into a couple different vhs tapes no (laughs) no and the in the in the plot holes the plot holes in demon knight in particular were really bothering me watching it again listen to your friend billy zane i'm just saying there was there everyone was just acting like idiots the entire time like if they had this very finite amount of well then we'll get into it in a minute can i just point out John Larroquette. Why do I know John Larroquette? Because Night Court. I didn't really. Night Court. Everybody knows John Larroquette. But even now, like, I can't even think of the last time I thought about Night Court aside from (laughs) Harry, what's his name? Harry Anderson, who's been on stuff recently. I haven't seen John Larroquette. Yes, he did. Harry Anderson died? He did, yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't. He's been on stuff, I mean, before he died. Right. And well, in we, the last, like, five, whole, six years. Yeah, we did the whole It series during the summer, and mm-hmm. he's in a miniseries, so he's fresh in our minds. But yeah. No, I saw him on, like, 30 Rock and a couple other shows. Like, he's oh, I mean, cool. he's made cameos. Yeah, there's a whole Night Court episode of 30 Rock. Oh. Yeah, it might be 30 Rock, or it might be some other show. But no, it's, it's 30 Rock, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a Night Court yeah. episode where they get as many of the old cast on there. Marky, Marky Post. <laughs> like I don't want that. I, what do I know? What? That was not a show for kids. No, no, it was I, like Cheers. No, it was on Nick and Night. It was like Cheers. No, that's the kind of stuff we. I remember. I very specifically remember my dad and I when I was little, like Cheers, mm-hmm. Night Court, like all that stuff. I remember watching that Me stuff too. with my dad. I totally watched that when I was a kid. Which, I remember. Very, I have a vivid memory mm-hmm. of laughing at a joke that I had no business laughing at, and the only reason <laughs> I laughed is because the audience track, like, the audience laughed. So they started laughing, and I very specifically remember my dad, like, turning to my mom and being like, does she know what she's laughing at? No. Like, yeah, no. I, I don't remember what the joke was. I just remember that I laughed, and my dad was like... There was a laugh track, yeah. so you knew what to laugh. <laughs> yeah, you know, interestingly, that's still <laughs> how I judge when to laugh and stuff <laughs> most of the time. I just wait till everybody else laughs. Yeah, um, it, was just, it was just jarring to me to see John Larroquette and be like, oh, that's John Larroquette. And I'm like, why don't I know that? <laughs> Honestly, you say the name John Larroquette. I'm like, oh, Night Court. What else? Nothing. No. Nothing. no. I mean, he's been tons he, of stuff. I he know has. that he has, but I can't. But it's like I don't know what else. it's not. It's not something you think of John Larroquette, and like I know his name so perfect. Like immediately, I know his name. I'm like, oh look, it's John Larroquette, and I'm like, <laughs> he's been a one thing my entire life. Why do I know his name at all? No, he's been in like so many things. That's why we know him. Before like, before I rewatched all of, or watched all of Cheers recently, I I would stumble on like George Went and names like that that I should know because they've been in like other stuff. 
But John Larroquette's been in nothing. Nothing. And I knew exactly who he was. You know what was mind-blowing? He is uncredited for that opening sequence in Demon Knight. Like, really? You don't name drop John Larroquette? That's fucking bonkers. He had his own show for a couple years, too. Did he? Not that I ever watched it, but he did. I don't think anyone watched yeah. it. He was on the West Wing. Listen. He was in Beethoven's Fifth. <laughs> That's where you must know him from. So, if, if you don't mind indulging me, that opening sequence annoyed the fucking shit out of me like it put me in a bad mood before the movie started it didn't need what, to be the, there the mummy? that fake movie so the right the movie within the movie because first of all the opening like it was just it wasn't even pulp it was just like gratuitous nudity and mm-hmm. a fucking dingbat of a human being when she was like it was so hot and squishy what i'm sorry not enough good news. Here's the, here's the, here's the <laughs> thing i think it was kind of me i'm sorry jackie i think it was kind of making fun of a lot of Tales from the Crypt episodes that are just based on a pair of tits and some ridiculous violence because there's quite a few of them that are like that. <sighs> that's and hard think, for me, And too. I think they were yeah. just making fun of themselves a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. Between mm-hmm. that and, and honestly, like, between some of, like, the old, like, the comics from the 70s. Mm-hmm. It just depressed me because I feel like pulp horror evolved past the demeaningness mm-hmm. and they bought it back there before they tried to do something bigger and better and it pissed me off like I was like don't remind me of how demeaning this all can be like I, I like pulp anything f- when in its retro nostalgic but when you do it in a modern lens it just doesn't hold up and it just feels shitty and stupid like I don't know I didn't get like the irony of it I just kind yeah. of got annoyed by but, it I mean this is also in what 95 yeah. so I mean, you probably would have thought about it differently back then. You might not have even blinked at it. No, yeah, yeah, totally. I also um, thought of you, Jackie, because those were some fake-ass, not-good boobs, too. Like, those don't do it for me. I always think Jackie when I see boobs incidentally in horror movies. Is that weird? I mean, I do. I think of you, and I think of, what would Jackie think of those boobs? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) WWJT. It is. It's probably somewhere very disturbing that I think of you when I see boobs in horror movies. But that's all right. I like it. It's all part of our relationship. Don't judge us. Yeah. Don't judge our forbidden love. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I guess we can get into the shitty movie that followed the shitty intro. Now. Oh, Go ahead. Oh, sorry, Jackie. Oh, <laughs> so okay. Blanket statement. <laughs> I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. I know that I'm the 1% that, like, loves this movie, maybe. I know that everyone says, you know, the 90, the beginning of the 90s were shit as far as horror movie, and it took Scream to come out to save the horror movie genre. And that's all well and good, because Scream's an okay movie. But I like this one. What? I love this movie I so feel like much. I The feel better like than Scream? Like Jackie. I'm that's not saying nuts. Scream's a bad movie. I, I that love is kind of nice. Movie. And I don't even like Wes Craven that much. Um, I think this movie is really uneven. I think there's a lot of really high highs, but a lot of really low lows, too. Like, a lot of it's just people being dumb. See, I, I don't... See, to me, though, like, I don't dig too deep because it is a Tales from the Crypt movie. So I don't dig too deep in, like, the character arcs and the plot holes. Like, to me, this is, like... This is the epitome of, like, just, like, turn your brain off. Like, mm-hmm. it's Tales from the Crypt. Like, have fun... You know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not looking for deeper meaning. In I think, I think the nostalgia just takes you for a I ride. I think so, and too. You're happy, and you're happy to take that ride. 
Yeah. I want to ride William Sadler. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. He's gross, dude. He's, he's like old and gross. Yeah, in dust, 1995, dusty he balls. was... He doesn't dusty balls. <laughs> in 1995... <laughs> he was not old and gross in 1990. No, he was definitely still Jackie, old and gross. Jackie, Billy Zane is in this movie, and you're thinking oh. about William Sadler? Actually, I'm thinking about William Sadler. Oh, I like where you're going. I mean, even I probably would have been tempted if Billy Zane was giving me those goo-goo eyes. So I'd be like, Seriously? Okay, yeah. bunny. Yeah. I, okay, so I'm going to throw it out there. Thomas Hayden Church does it for me. Not with the what? mullet. What? Oh, what? yeah. I no. always thought he, of, of all three, if I had to choose one, obviously not the character, but the actor. Thomas Hayden Church a cutie. Although, truth be told, I think Jada Pinkett Smith is arguably the hottest person in this movie, so I like her. Billy Zane is hotter than Jada Pinkett Smith. No and way! I say this is a super heterosexual male. I don't know. It's a solid tie for me between Billy Zane and William Sadler. You, I, I don't know. I have you're alone on that shit, buddy. Yeah. deep love for William Sadler, and this movie just, I don't know. I, I, enjoy, I think this movie is fun. It I is. think I think it ha- it ha- see to me this movie has all of the elements that I like in a horror movie because it's fun it's gory it's like supernatural demony monster things it's but it doesn't just stop there that's my gripe okay. is that like it should just be fun and schlocky and stupid they try for more they go, they go too hard on the the religious subtext and stuff yeah and I, that's like my gripe I okay. I, I agree. I think it's pretty goofy watching, like... We never agree, Nate. I'm so I think, excited. I think, it's, I think it's pretty goofy, like, watching the Muppets show up at the Crucifixion of Christ. <laughs> like, I need the blood. Look at my pointy it fingers. He was like a Muppet at the He was a Muppet. It was a Muppet. A Muppet in a robe. That's funny. Are you going to synopsize? I'm we haven't done gonna, this. I'm not even going to brief. I'm not even going to synopsize. But just, you know, for anybody that hasn't seen Demon Knight... There is, um... Demons at night. There's, yeah, there's a demon and there's a knight. Like, it's called Demon Knight, like... With a like K. Knight, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, what I was going to say is when, when, when Billy Zane reveals himself to, to be, like, a demon lord thing, and he makes, he, he cuts his hand and all this green blue goo comes out, mm-hmm. and he makes demons rise up, I just really enjoy that, like, a bunch of demons rise up. And then there's there's the girl demon, and you know it's a girl demon because of her ponytail and hoop ears. <laughs> <laughs> know what I like? I thought I was immediately thrown back to Ghoulies. I was like, is he summoning Ghoulies right now? And he's like, Rich. that would have made the movie better. It felt like Ghoulies, and it's in the basement. Um. I was like, oh, he's doing it. He's summoning the Ghoulies, and they're kind of tiny at first too. So I was like, oh. I also had the thought that holy shit, all of these things like. These little demons, the Bordello blood vampires, and from Dust Till Dawn vampires all fucking look exactly the same. Yeah. Like, you could put yeah. them in a lineup and you can't tell the difference between Probably. them all. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty ironic. I was like, well, I wonder who was biting off of whom in this situation. Um, Everyone so- was biting each other. <laughs> so, I have a couple of big issues that I had trouble getting over. My first one is, the woman who runs this, this fucking rundown fucking dump hotel uh-huh. she's okay with prostitution and yeah. drug use but she draws the line at a guy who fucking tries to steal a car she fucking narks on him and calls the police but meanwhile she's literally running a brothel i think it's because she knows all of the degenerates in her yeah. hotel currently don't explain it away she's being a fucking shithead like, well she is but i mean she gets what's coming to her <laughs> No, I felt bad for her. I did not. I not even a little. Her. She shouldn't have fucking narked on him. No, but she was cool though. Like I she, like she backed. She cool. She that was a dick at first, but as soon as she went down, she's like, "All right, I made a mistake." And she, she was on team. Like, let's fight the demons the whole time. She never betrayed anybody. 
She blew herself up for some reason True, to, 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 to help them get away. Like, I don't know. I was okay with her. I don't know. She pissed me off when she narked. Did, was that a, like a hand-rolled cigarette or a blunt hanging out of her mouth? I thought it was a blunt, but that I thought just it was made me too, like her but more. I think it's just because of my own experiences. <laughs> my other... Okay, so here's my other big ish. Fucking Wally did not deserve to be the first death. That... Wally? I felt so bad for him. Chad, he was so in love with her. Chad called him Baby Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. You know what? I, my, the only pathos I felt in this entire film was for Wally. That's, really? yeah. You know what's funny? I wrote down a note. I was like, how the hell does this nerd have such good aim? Never expected it to be answered. He has a ton of guns in his room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Never saw it coming. I never really? thought they would, I never thought they would connect that line. I feel like that guy is definitely the type of guy that, like, fucking had tons of guns in his room. Like, it makes so much sense. But he was so, like, non-violent and stuff. He let the other no. dude, like, pick on him and stuff. Like, I never expected it. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, he's got all these guns. Well, he shot that thing in, like, as soon as he said, shoot it in the eyes, he was like, blam, blam, done. Yeah. I was yeah. like, holy well, shit. He's shooting it around. with, like, two hands, and when he's like, shoot him in the eyes. He's he like, one hand. Back, one back. hand, and boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, and no, they do, they make it come What the circle. fuck else is he doing with his time besides learning? He was He yeah. got fired for allegedly stealing he letters. He was and, and he was stealing letters. Mm-hmm. Because when they found all the guns upstairs, they also found all the letters. Oh my god, yeah. I never noticed that. I missed that. Yeah, no, because Minford, he was like, oh, no. He did. He stole all the letters. He got fired. And the reason he had all those guns because he was literally going to go postal. So he's legit a fucking creeper. Yes. I I didn't expect them to connect those dots, but I was kind of happy that they did. I was like, oh, that's surprising. So are we ready for Marissa's gripe number three? Please, keep going. My only other major gripe is if I want to sit around and watch a bunch of fucking scumbags argue all day... I'll go to family dinner. Like, I don't need to, like, there was so much of them just arguing. And it, it fucking aggravated me. I was like, shut up, all of you. Like, you're seeing these fucking creatures outside the window. Mm-hmm. There's one guy who's claiming to know what's up. You're going to keep challenging him. Stop it. No one's going to, I'm just going to be like, just if, tell me what. If I saw a monster like that come out of the ground, right. I'd be like, all right, you weirdo. Obviously, right. You're the leader now. Tell us what to do. Right. Obviously, you know what's up, and the rest of us don't. Also, um, fuck your cat. There's demons <laughs> trying to eat people. Hey, I was I looked exactly like my cat. I was like, how oh, Ben's in this movie? I love animals, but fuck them all if demons are trying to eat me. Oh, leave Ben alone. <laughs> like, Nodi, I'll be like, yo, you coming or no? And then I'm done. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're staying? All right, good I luck. Know. Yeah, good luck. No, that's um, when I, like, take a whole shit ton of eighth bandages and strap my 100-pound dog to my back. Like, <laughs> you're coming with me. We're going together. Stop me. Um, <laughs> no, my main gripe for this movie was they felt they needed this entire hotel. They they would have been so much safer. Just they one took, corner. Like, taken, like, one, like, section of room <laughs> and then put up the blood. Sorry. Nothing would have ever broken through. Everyone would have survived the night. But I instead they're like, we need our space to run around and do activities. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's demons out there. A hundred percent. Why not just create a square around you? Listen, <laughs> you're good. The main character was in World War One. He didn't know tactics like that. Like, come on. Yeah. He didn't know there was he a fight. He tried to tell them we have to just stay here. All we have to do is stay here and wait until the sun rises and then we're going. Why do they go away at sunrise? But, uh, it's because vampire, vampire. But 
they're not vampires. I know, but no, it's... but they're demons. Because remember, the, oh, that's right, the that's origin right. story about how in the beginning there was creation, there was darkness. Sure, Deus Ex Machina, blah blah you know, blah. God sure. brought about the light, and it scattered mm-hmm. the demons, the whole nine. So they don't like the light. Got so it. that's why we, yeah. So he tried, but but friggin' Roach, you know, was like, nah, we gotta get out of here. You can't tell me what to do. Like right. it was like super like fucking machismo man that had to puff up his chest, and he's alpha male, and right. and he, you know, obviously the the prostitute's gonna follow him wherever he goes mm-hmm. and then Wally's which gonna pissed follow, me off about which Wally's gonna follow the prostitute wherever she goes there's there's one scene where Wally's sitting in the lobby and they're having sex upstairs and I'm just oh. imagining that scene from space where they jump where she's jumping on the bed and they're making <laughs> sex noises because someone was just making sex noises yes. in a booth somewhere for that scene like eh, eh, I want to eh, get that because eh. you sound like Forrest Gump when he's like ugh, ugh. <laughs> 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 I think I want that job, you guys. I, oh, I want, want to be get sex, hired. sex noise Foley artist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's me. That's my job. I want to do that for the rest of my life. <laughs> me too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just annoying with like the logic and that all these people could be that stupid. None of them were like, like, hey, maybe we should just try and ban. Like, and I want to be scared to death. And everyone was just like, nah, we're all badass. We can handle ourselves. We'll just drop some blood on a windowsill if there's a problem. No big deal. But it's like, there's so many ways I could get in. Like, use your brains, people. See, I feel like, like you had to have the survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. Like, he, Breaker, the main character, William Sadler, he came to that hotel because the stars were aligned. And right. it was time for him to, you know, he's been doing this since World War One. It's time for him to pass it on to somebody else. So he had to go to this hotel. There there had to be seven people because of the whole... He, he says it in the movie. I don't make up the rules. Seven stars aligned, seven people, seven keys, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. There had to be all of this fighting. There had to be all of this tension. And we had to start weeding people out. The whole point was survival of the fittest because he had to choose. Or the next demon knight had to be chosen. And whoever survived the knight is the next demon knight. So all of the events had to happen to weed all out, everybody else out. I know. I'm I'm not debating that. I just think it could have been done in a a smarter way. Yeah. And I would have been much more engaged by the movie if I wasn't like, if it wasn't constantly making me question the internal logic of it. It's kind of like the new Star Wars movie. Like there's, there's parts of it that I think are really good, but because the internal logic is so broken, I can't, I'm just, I just get upset at it constantly. I'm like, this is dumb. This is dumb. This is stupid. This doesn't make sense with what you said earlier. No. Why doesn't this happen? You're not explaining this. Why is this so, why are there so many jokes? I still haven't seen it. You, you say things just to hurt me. I don't. Um, I really didn't like it. I I saw it in the movie theater. So it's not even like, you just didn't get the full experience. No, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I saw it in the movie theaters and I was laughing. I laughed. I laughed at that one scene that you know that I'm talking about. I'm refusing to engage in this conversation. Oh, I laughed out loud in the movie theater. In the movie theater. And I grabbed my friend's arm. I'm like, is this really happening? Is this happening right now? And he looked at me. He's like, I don't know what's going on, man. Can I add let's, some levity to, to this situation? Let's get back to Tales from the Crypt. It's not a big deal. It's just a movie, Marissa. It's just a movie. Star Wars just a um, movie. It's been bad for a long time. I'm not talking Wait, guys. Stars. Guys, I think we can all agree. Hooray for Dick Miller playing another drunk character. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, he really <laughs> nails it. Mr. Mr. Futterman? Is that who Mr. Futterman? In, in Gremlins? And I'm so happy that he got to go to his happy place before he got murdered. Oh, so. same trait. Like, if yeah. I have to get murdered, that's where I want to go, yeah. too. 
Only not with boobies, yeah, maybe with, something with, else like, you know, like, fucking books or something. Some, yeah, whatever you need. Yeah, whatever, whatever I need. Like, but like alcohol and like one big I'm like yeah, his happy place was so much better than everybody else's. Oh, I loved I loved all the little Freddy Krueger dream sequences mm-hmm. in this movie. I think that was one of my favorite parts. The only thing that made me so sad about that scene is when, you know, okay, so Uncle Willie, the Dick Miller, he's surrounded by, you know, like 13 topless girls. Yes. And, and, you know, everybody's trying to hand him, he's an alcoholic, and everybody's trying to hand him a bottle of a stiff hard one, and, you know, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> a stiff hard one. It was, it was called one. this, it was like, ah, a stiff hard one. So finally, when Billy Zane shows up to tempt him, you know, he, he pours him a drink, and it breaks my heart because you see the look on Uncle Willie's face. Like, you know that he doesn't want to do it, but he can't help himself. Like, his. That's inner, like the mental his, health like professional his, in you. Uncle Willie's inner demons mm-hmm. are stronger than him. And you see him give in, but you, like, see his face kind of like, I don't want to do this, but, like, I know that I have no choice. Like, my. Like his, his demons are. I don't know. That's wow, true. It's, it's, it's true. No, I understand what you're yeah. saying because. A lot of the other people's um, temptation sequences are much, like, they're left kind of vague. You don't really see any, like, you know, wrestling with the decision. It's mm-hmm. just, the, the scene just ends, and then yeah. they all of a sudden turn to a demon, like, one or two scenes later. Yeah, like, the <laughs> prostitute wants love. And, yeah. and, and acceptance, yeah. love and things mm-hmm. like that. And, like, so that one's Told her she's beautiful, I know. Yeah. You're right. There is, a, there is a bit of depth to that. Thank you, Jackie. Look at you. Oh, she just split me off for fucking acknowledging her. <laughs> No, it's true though. You're right. There's a little bit of depth to that. And we all succumb to our inner demons. (laughs) Am I right? I don't know. (laughs) What? What? Where's my where's my glass? Yeah. Um so yeah, anything else about the film? Um, I love the part I know that you you didn't like Irene, the woman that owns the motel. But the 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 part when when Irene and the other surviving cop like decide like we're gonna go out together and they strap on the bomb she straps on the bomb and the cop was like, you know, telling everybody get upstairs and he was like, No, you get upstairs, you save yourself, you survive, like they had all these demons coming toward them and they had no more ammo. And all they had left was like this this vest Weird of, grenade thing. The vest of grenades that Wally was gonna use to blow up the post office. <laughs> like that's all they had. And like they went out, like she was like, This is my hotel. Like I'm going down with it. Like I'm saving you. And they blew up like as many demons as they could. Like that moment, like it was just one of those like powerful, like yeah. you know, fist pump, but like slight like single tear. Okay, but that fucking cop was the Barney Fifiest I've ever yeah. seen no, because he, he never did anything no, fucking productive in that fucking was. movie. Like I poor poor I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but the police officers really get a bum rap in these fucking films, huh? <laughs> like Jesus. I got, I got really annoyed at the end too, once I realized all you need to do to beat Billy Zane was throw some Jesus blood on him. Yeah, like, you had Jesus blood the whole time. Why did you just throw it out? Also, why is the demon knight's blood a good substitute for Jesus's blood? Well, because no, they're saying it's mixed in. Like, there's still a little bit of Jesus blood in there. But how? It all mixes together. It's, it's, oh, because, like, like, you shake certain, up the bottle. There was a certain bloodline, and he was being brought to, like, the next person in the bloodline. Yeah, but Jada Pinkett Smith's character isn't in the bloodline. I, I that's think, the theory I think it, we're I think supposed was, to accept. I think that's what we're supposed to believe, oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Because no he's, he like he makes a face when he sees her, like he knows, like he's like, oh, this is it. Oh, and he asked her if she's a thief and everything. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're yeah. right. Okay, so, it doesn't make it any better. But I, guess. I was still annoyed. I was like, all you have to do is put some blood on him, and he's dead. Yeah, also, why did he shoot him? a Ghostbusters beam out of his crotch? Yes, because he's Billy Zane. But he just because <laughs> <laughs> she's lucky. <laughs>
he did it. He did it. It was never explained. It didn't do anything to anyone. And then they moved on. And I'm like, what was that? Why did he just shoot? Why did he just Listen. cross the streams? Literally. <laughs> I I won't complain about watching Billy Zane shoot things from his crotch. That's oh, I mean. Yeah. Listen. I also, and she's also, an idiot for not accepting. <laughs> also, Viacon Diablos is a pretty good line. Yes. I wrote it down. That was pretty great. Also, you should never be scared of Thomas Hayden Church from Wings. I know. You should never be intimidated oh, by him. That's so good. That's another show you should watch with my dad. Oh, uh, one last thing. I really like the scene towards the beginning where Sadler's trying to steal the car and the little kid like catches him and he tries to give him the quarter and the kid's like, Dad, someone's trying to steal your car. I love the scene where the little kid gets little possessed. shit. Yeah. Because the little kid is reading a Tales from the Crypt comic yes. and then they kind of go back and forth. They're like cutting back and, and forth. And I love that. That was clever. Yeah, and, and like the there's lots of little clever like visual things yeah. and like all the like dream sequences are great and I think that would just kind of got rolled the, into that. The practical effects on the little kid's monster makeup when his jaw unhinges and he's just like oh, mostly good. mouth. Yeah. yeah. I love this movie. Yeah, there's there's it. there's things that I really do like about this movie, but I don't I would watch like clips of it. I don't want to watch the actual movie all the way this through. This is this is one that I put on very frequently. Really? I, I watch this all the yeah. time. I own it. Like I said, I have the I own the the double feature it's Bordello of Blood and Demon Knight. It's a double feature mm. DVD. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I watch it all the time. Wow. This movie. Yeah, I don't know if I go out of my way to watch You know, like watch it again. I would watch the, the old Tales from the Crypt episodes. Me too, before I'd watch this. Before, way okay. before these movies. Same. Um, so as, as always, I decided to do a little research. Um, and I, really, this was a very dead-end uh, search for me. Because the first thing I realized is that the number one search on Google that has the word demon in it is how do I summon a demon? Why the <laughs> fuck are people so fucking stupid? It's Slenderman. Like, why would you be like, let me Google, because I'm bored, and I'm going to fucking summon me a demon tonight. Like, this, what the fuck is the matter with this you? This is why we get dumb movies, like, unfriended and stuff. Because people are fucking it's because stupid. because of stupid bullshit like this on the internet. But the fact that there's so many human beings Googling how do I summon a demon, that is the number one search with the word demon really fucking blew my mind. Second thing that absolutely blew my mind was that when you try to find, like, historically relevant sources about demonology, mm-hmm. you have to sift through all of those fucking assholes like Billy Graham and all those fucking Baptist fucking wackos who put on their websites... Not Baptist. Things... He's, uh, he's what is evangelist. He? I'm sorry. Evangelist and Baptist. There were a lot of Baptist ones, too, because I clicked on all of them. Oh, there's plenty of shitty Baptists. There was, I'm just like, saying, direct Yeah, he's properly. the worst. I will. I apologize. I would direct my anger at every a evangelist, which is even worse, because he's on TV asking right. for your money. He's like, you don't even have to come to my church. I don't give a shit. Just give me your money. Yeah, no, it's true, but literally... Garbage. <laughs> I agree. Garbage people. <laughs> every single... One of those fuckers has on their website lessons for, like, exercising and getting rid of your demons. Both literal and metaphorical. Because I was like, well, maybe they're just making metaphors. So I clicked on their websites. And oh no, those fuckers literally put up instructions on how to exercise demons from your life. And I'm like, this is so crazy, yet it's our reality. Like, this is crazier than any Tales from the Crypt episode. And I'm, it's real life. Like, the fact that there are so many websites that people will go to to look 
about how to get rid of their demons. And not metaphorical ones. Like, real ones. It is fucking intense. Or, like, those shows they put on with, like, the Seven Circles of Hell and all that. Like, those shows are fucking bonkers. Mm-hmm. Like, it is. It's intense. And these websites were so ridiculous. Like, like you said, like, listen to this music. You're going to hell. Like, you know, fucking fornicate. You bought a demon. Like, it's just but bananas. They, they always play up, like, the worst aspects of, like, secular life and make it seem like everyone that isn't going to church every Sunday is a is fucking a literal monster is a literal monster trying to kill the normal poor Christian people they're just trying to worship God it's like no these people they're all drunk they're all prostitutes they're all hooked on all the drugs they will yeah, take their children and let their friends have sex with them yeah. and like all sorts of like messed up stuff and they're like this is what happens to with people that don't go to church they let people have sex with their children for money yep. and, for, and for laughs and there are people who are stupid enough to believe it. And it's this is normal in secular life. You just you just don't understand because you're a normal Christian person. Yeah, you're a good person. Ah, um, chick tracks, they're insane. <laughs> but I I finally was able to dig up some of the historical background of the demon knight mythology. Um, apparently there is a you know the keys of Solomon, which is not regarded as scripture, but is still part of like the biblical history. And in it, he believed there were seventy two demons, which a lot of those have translated through Christianity and a bunch. Of of other religions um he claimed to have captured them all and one of the ways with which he he used to capture them was with these keys in which he bound them using the blood of christ he was able to bind them in the keys according to him and this book was like literally a how-to guide for exorcisms and for um capturing and containing demons that to this day christianity and a couple other religions still refer to in their studies of demonology and what I found interesting was that one of the only things that bind every religion that I could look into was this idea of demons. Every religion has some sort of, like, version of demons that they believe are, are like, a part of the world. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting because almost all of them could be tracked back to, like, this text from, like, actually, from, from what I could tell, it was just on the cusp of B.C. and C., and it was about, like, a thousand years after his death that this book was found. But apparently, like, it was used as a text for hunting demons, for uh, according to the mythology of it. I don't know how true it is. It feels like they definitely borrowed from this mythology for the movie. Because mm-hmm. the, the keys and, like, the pentagrams. And there's so much in this book that is built into modern demonology. Apparently, if you want to learn about demons, you first have to sift through all this fucking ridiculous bullshit on the internet by all these televangelists and all these fucking wackos, so... Good luck. Because <laughs> it was fucking mind-numbing. But yeah, so it looks like the, the Demon Knight mythology is based in, loosely on King Solomon's mythology and then eventually translated into Christianity, which, again, there is a lot of, you know, speculation about the bloodline of Christ and all that good shit. So, who knows, right? Tammy Faye Baker was pretty cool, though, after she got away from her crazy-ass husband. <laughs> she became, like, an icon in the she gay was, community. She was, though, you're right. She was, she was good, but she, it's interesting that she's your example of redemption within the, uh... Within the televangelist community? Where her husband is still a crazy piece of shit. He sure is. They're he's all selling, crazy He's selling, like... Shit doomsday shit to people he's like you can buy this whole bucket of corn and it'll last through the apocalypse which is happening this year i'm jim baker i know things that are happening i haven't said this for the last 25 years or anything <laughs> i haven't been wrong for 24 out of the past 25 years but you should buy this look it's taco dip an entire tub of taco dip I mean, that, I, that I would buy. through the apocalypse. To be fair, that I'd buy. Yeah, no, I'll buy yeah, taco. taco dip, I'm in. You don't want Jim Baker's taco dip. It's taco dip. You don't want... He's like, look, 
Look at all the beans in here. Oh, isn't that delicious? We have the Christ beans. Christ beans. Christ beans. I think that goes on the list yeah, too for bad names. Christ beans. Do we have anything else for Demon Knight? No, I'm ready to move on to the bordello. Right. Well, speaking of all of those fun religious televangelist good times, that segues us right into Bordello of Blood. Woohoo! That's Bordello. Right. This 1996. This came a year later. They were really yeah. churning them out. Man. I, I feel like they're ready. I feel like it's like while the the first one was in production, they're like, well, we gotta we gotta make some money off this thing. We gotta get a second one ready. Yeah, apparently, and they. I guess they did a a, a very like it was like a worst actor act off this whole movie <laughs> like who could be the fucking shittiest actor yep. and you know yeah. what they all win they got yeah. so many bad actors for this movie <laughs> they sure did like an impressive amount of really bad actors yeah. and people that have no business being in a movie like dennis miller yeah and it pained me because i like dennis miller as dennis miller but i do not like him as an actor or as like a leading man. No. Yeah, he's, he yeah, was yeah. garbage too. And I mean, I guess that was supposed to be the kind of the point that he was like kind of such smarmy. such a douche yeah. that like he was safe or something, or that he was like I don't know, like he he, a he shit ball. He needed to be able to get out of like situations where like anyone without like okay, so like all the vampires were like seducing all these dumb like kids. Basically, they need someone like super douchey to be like, nah, I'll turn it around on you and strap you to the torture rack thing that's completely normal to be in a, a boudoir, I guess. Well, no, I've never been to one. I don't think they have torture rooms. Are you speaking sure. from experience? No, I'm not. I'm just speaking. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Sure you are. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I would think that most bordellos mostly just have beds. That's I a- would disagree. That's listen. I played a lot of Witcher, and it's just beds. <laughs> it's just beds and places where you can like you know canoodle on a couch and Ooh, like canoodle. Is that what you? Oh yeah, there's ca- there's canoodling. canoodling. There oh yeah, canoodling. there's canoodling in whorehouses. Really? Oh yeah, because you're not always gonna be banging. There's got to be downtime. <laughs> no, you know, you just, I feel like if I'm paying, I just want to get to it and be done. I don't need no canoodling. No, because the people that go to those things are really sad people that need like mm. they need like a like an intimate relationship, even if it's like you know fake and one sided. But like they Aww. they need they need it to feel like it's real, and that's more than just that. That's probably incredibly short amount of time they spend in the bedroom. Why they don't they, they just? So why don't they just have places where you can go cuddle and like have friendship? Because it's all because people still want to get laid. Sex feels good. Yeah, it feels good. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> no, it does. What? Yep. <laughs> no, isn't can you do that? Like, isn't there a place you can pay for cuddles in like Japan or something like that? That uh, no, seems you can do that, more you can than do that in like American like, yeah, cities. They have people. They have people that more. are cuddle therapists that will just cuddle with you. That's actually where I'm going for my master's in cuddle I'll, therapy. I I'll don't know this, if you guys do that. I'll say this with no with no hint of. Uh, I've definitely watched that Bunny House show on HBO. Oh, me toys. too. Yeah. And, no, I mean too. A large research. Portion, a large portion. Yeah, research. <laughs> A large portion of that is not just getting down. It's like yeah, it's like the relationship. They have like they have like parties and like events and stuff, and like they have fun with each other. They have like little fake relationships, you know. Yeah, I've so I've, I, I've watched an episode or two myself just out of pure curiosity, and you're right. It's it's really a lot more complicated than just. But Bordello Blood is a weird Tales from the Crypt like kind of 
thing, so I don't know. I don't, it's not based in any sort of actual reality. Wait, you mean there isn't a brothel in a funeral home that will turn people into vampires? You, I'm have, to, you have to go into the cremation thing that's in the middle of a big room, so everyone can watch things be cremated, too. How does too? the coffin not set on fire? Because it goes through really quick. Oh. It doesn't... Two, two things to start this movie off. Again, this, has, just like Demon Knight, this movie has a little scene before the movie starts movie. because, again, the Crypt Keeper has to introduce you to this tale. Um, and in this one, like I said, it comes a year after Demon Knight. Uh, the Crypt Keeper is having a conversation with a mummy, and the mummy is William Sadler, who yep. was just yeah. in Demon Knight. Uh, so the movie starts, and we have to welcome back Jersey Ghouls alumni, Phil Fondacaro. Yep. Yes! So, uh, and it's cute because he... They, so they go to the jungles, like they're looking for this, you know, they like people don't know what they're looking for, uh-huh. except for him. Um, and it's funny because he has one of the key of the key from Demon Knight. Because mm-hmm. he pulls it out and the guy's like, What's that? And he's like, Don't you don't you watch movies? He's like, he's, he's, like, he's like, You don't key. get out to the movies yeah. much, do you? He's like, It's a key, which to me, because I love Demon Knight so much, I chuckle. I will say that I don't like this movie half as much as I like. Really? really? Oh, I like this one better. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, think, no, I think I, that we like this one. We if, both like this one better, just for the production value. If being so I much higher. maybe watch this once a year, or once every two years, I'm good. I really don't like this one half as much. Well, it's a lot sleazier and a lot like, <laughs> but like the but like, like the plot is more. I don't know. It's more engaging. And there's, there's yeah. more stuff going on to keep you kind of hooked in the movie. Can I just mention real quick at the beginning when they're going to the, the, the coffin that has Lilith in it. It's totally like an Indiana Jones Temple of Doom like situation. Yes. And the the one dude he has in him is definitely an Alfred Molina lookalike. And it was cracking <laughs> my shit up that they specifically got someone that looked like Alfred Molina to That's go funny. with him. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think I put that together. That's funny though. You're right. He really first, did. I, I almost looked it up to see if it was him. I was like, no way. There's no way it's the same. This because I mean, this is like 15 years after Temple of Doom. Yeah, and I think or, I think uh, it was. You know what I mean? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, I think it was funny because it was like at least that's like mise en scène, whatever it's called. The, mise en scène. No, mise en scène is different from mise en scène, I believe. Okay, mise en scène is the arrangement of scenery in a play. It's an expression used to describe, yeah, theater or visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. Mise en scène is a story within, it, so, so I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like when there's a story within a story. Mise en scène. Mise en scène. At least the story within the story but at least I know what mise en scène. Yeah, means, I was very know? impressed. That's a very like film school one. It is a film. Well, I heard it before. I just didn't know what it meant. Yeah, mise en scène <laughs> is just like the visual. It's like oh, like being able to pick up like story elements, just looking at things just around the right. room. Yeah, and and both of these are French cinema, I believe. Uh, Advent. Croissant. <laughs> Watching this movie, I can't remember if I ever thought Dennis Miller was funny. And, like, I don't mean that, like, I'm not no. trying to be sarcastic. Like, I don't remember if there was a time, where, like, when I was like, oh, he's funny. Like, I don't remember if I thought he was funny or not. I think that he just came up in a very specific era of comedy, and he knew all the other comedians. I feel like he was a really, like, um, what's the what's the word for someone that gets along well with other people? Charming? Yeah, he just got along well with everyone. Everyone liked Dennis Miller for some reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. enough for him to be able to, like, parlay a talk show and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, like, because he's not known for being a comedian. Dude, he is listed number 21 on the 100 greatest stand-up comedians of all time. Horse shit. According to Comedy Central Horse and Saturday Night Live. Yes. Was it Was it him or was it Bill Maher? 
smart, that, that their whole shtick was like, they, I'm smarter than you, comedy. Or you're oh, not they're smart. both like that. Are they're they? both like this. Because I remember somebody, like, I specifically remember somebody being like, you know, it's like, I would think he's funny, but like, I'm not smart enough for his comedy kind of thing. No, you no, are. He was a he's good just host, pretentious. Though. Yeah, he was. whole deal is yeah. he's super pretentious. Yeah. Like Bill Maher. Like Bill Maher. Also, I think from now on, I can't ever say goddamn anymore. I gotta say, goddamn. Oh, I love that guy so much. <laughs> What, what did I have? I, my super note is, intense guy, best <laughs> character. My note is, God, it says goddamn, but it's spelled G E dash He is, he is the best you've ever seen. He's the best, like, e- not Igor, what's the word for the guy who, like, works for Dracula? Redfield. Yes, Redfield. he's the best Redfield ever. <laughs> uh, it was so good just watching him, like, oh, like just kill those lines. Like, he was probably the most entertaining actor in the entire movie. Yeah, that was. Just because he went for it. Too hard, but it was so fun to but watch. But nobody like, was like, "Take it down, buddy. Let's, no, no, let's no. shoot that again." No, it's <laughs> tales from the crypt. Everybody's got to get on his level. Yeah, all you got was some <laughs> smarmy comments from Dennis Miller. Like, now nah, look at this guy. This guy with his crazy accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it just me, or was the fact that Corey Feldman was in this movie like so completely forgettable? No, I. No. It made me. It made me stop and ponder just how terrible of an actor he is, which I don't appreciate anybody doing to me. I want to love Corey Feldman for the Corey Feldman without realizing just how fucking much he sucks. It's just it just made me think of the good movie. I'm <coughs> sorry. That, that had to do with vampires because as soon as I saw Corey, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, he's in Lost Boys. And then I saw Chris Sarandon later in the movie, I'm like, oh yeah, Chris Sarandon's still, still hot. Oh, Chris <laughs> Sarandon hot. is amazing in this movie. Chris he Sarandon, is. Okay, listen, I need to read that. One good actor in this movie. Yeah, Chris there you go. yeah, there you that's go. fair. Because Chris Sarandon plays the hell out of that role. He does. He's so good. Love he's so good, him. and he's so fun to watch. And I'm like, God, oh, Chris Sarandon, you're so great. Yeah, Why are you doing? What are you doing in this terrible movie, Chris Sarandon? <laughs> and you know, he does actual character arc in this one. Right. Because, yeah. You know, he's kind of just like you know, yeah. like he's like he's, he's a greedy douchebag. He is a greedy douchebag, and and you know he. He has this bordello. It's like you can't tell if it's like good intentions or not because he has the right. Like he wants because he evil. wants to rid the world of sinners, but you also want a bordello. So it's like you know what you're you doing. are a sinner. Right? And then he gets to turn it around at the end, and you know he's like, you know, yes, I own this place, and he owns up to it. But he's like, dude, I'm here to take it down. And I know I'm skipping ahead, but I just need to say you could never go wrong when you have a, a, a montage with explosions and ballroom blood playing. Oh my god. So, yeah. I love that song so much. I do too. I can't help it. I will just I, start doing it. Me too. I love, I love No, like for real. Like we should carry weird about this, that song being in this movie and in Wayne's World. Uh, I, you, see, you say weird, I say amazing. Every movie should have ballroom blitz. No, but it. usually you don't see the same song being used in multiple movies that close together. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, like okay. it seems like someone yeah. definitely saw Wayne's World and be like, that's a good montage song. Yeah. I know you should, we should use that for a fight scene. Like, I feel like that's exactly what happened. Doesn't she oh. do a cover of it? Yeah. The I, was gonna say, I feel it's more... Oh, yeah! <laughs> I, I feel it's movie. a little more appropriate for the scene. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It is. But I do appreciate but Wayne's World is way Tia Kara's uh, version, version yeah. of it. I, I just love that song. Yeah, Any version. I just Can love we the, karaoke that I just one love that her father is Lopin. In Wayne's World too. Oh, okay. Not it. Okay. Oh, I wish. That would be amazing. Be like, like you, what? You and your father. Oh my god, are you guys gonna be my friends? <laughs> um, I don't have many notes. All my notes are about Lilith herself. Because everything have, else in this movie I have is some notes. I have a note about Super Intense Guy that. Yeah! Yeah! 
that guy. I have a note. I have a note about Whoopi Goldberg being yes. yes. like, yeah. I'm like, Whoopi, what? Random cast. Well, I think that was another thing with Tales from the Crypt episodes when they were on HBO. There was always like just a random cameo. Like, there was always like a star that was always like, you know with the random you know star of the week. But then the cameos were a big deal too. Plus, Dennis Miller did that that big thing with Whoopi Goldberg where they would do like the comedy for charity. He was oh, comedy relief. Yes. Was he part of that? I he that was. was. Billy Crystal. No, yeah, it was mostly that, but he Ron was. Williams, yeah. But Ron Williams, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they had all the major stand-up people yeah, from the 80s so. and 90s. So. Um, let me see. Um, I liked Laser Light of the Lord. <laughs> I thought that, that the laser display too. had it like yeah that was that's what it was called. It had like special design on there and stuff. I like that it just shot like across and I think I think it messed up the first time and it looked like an uppercase T instead of a lowercase T. I think that's what happened the first time, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty amazing because I you don't think about a cross when you see an uppercase T, but it's probably just. <laughs> um, lowercase t for time to leave <laughs> it means time to leave um we should talk about the unfortunate symbolism when they go to kill all the the ladies uh, the lady vampires with their super soakers it's a good call me and the guys run out with their giant super soaker wieners and start spraying them <laughs> and be like get back in the kitchen boom <laughs> but it kind of falls apart when they shoot um what's his name Corey. Corey Feldman. yeah Corey gets shot with one too and i'm like oh i was oh, like well oh. it doesn't really it doesn't really like make that scene before it go away. It just kind of <laughs> waters down the comparison a little bit. Well, I just like how they squirt. They squirt. Squirt. <laughs> squirt. They get squirt squirted with Everybody gets so moist, the, right, Jenny? They do. They get super, super <laughs> moist. Moist. <laughs> so, no, but the, all of the women, like the moment that the holy water hits them, like they explode and uh-huh. they catch on fire and it's just like, you know, it's fucking Michael Bay all over that place. And then Corey Feldman gets hit, and he gets just a giant hole in him. Giant hole in him, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, well, because fucking misogyny, right? It's you know what? I <laughs> no, I prefer the Michael Bay <laughs> over Corey Feldman. I feel like Corey Feldman should have been killed in a completely different fashion. Um, Angie Everhart sucks. Everyone sucks. Oh my in god, this movie. Every, no, but <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Everyone's terrible, terrible actor in this movie. Everyone's who's the awful. Who's the blonde chick? I know I've seen her in other stuff. I don't know. She's been. She was stuff. like she was like nineties hot, and she, she was in like a. Wait, yeah, like now I want to look her up. Hold on. I feel like she was in like a an Adam Sandler movie as a love interest. Oh, Happy Gilmore, like a, maybe. No, she's no. not because that's that's a different lady. I know exactly who that is. Okay, and she's not the one from the first one. No, she's not. Do you have any more gum? Veronica Vaughn. So, so hot. Want to, to touch, touch the hiney. <laughs> oh, no, she was in nothing, but she was in a Star Wars Underbrews commercial. Fun fact, in 1980. Oh. So that's fun. She's got one of those... Like, she was in... I know her, sadly, from Baywatch. Yes, that's, yeah, that's what like I know her from. She's one of those, like, 90s hot. She's one is, of those Baywatch girls. Is it weird that I watched Baywatch? Does that make me weird? Because I definitely did. I watched, like, an episode yeah. or two, but I didn't really get anything out of it. I, I was, was like, this is boring. No, like, I didn't realize it was supposed to be anything. I just thought it was fun. Like, I wanted to be like, I want to be a lifeguard on the beach. This looks really exciting. <laughs> I gotta say, I like that I like that they had a twist at the end, because Tales from the Crypt almost always had a twist. Yes. Almost mm-hmm. always yes. had a twist at the end, and Demon Knight didn't have anything like that. They had, like, a little, like... Like, oh, like, what's going to happen next moment? But, like, yeah. there was no twist at the end. I really like I really like that there was a good twist at the end of this movie. Wait, what was the twist? 
that she, she got was a vampire. that she got bit on her thigh. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, right, right, right. She was a vampire. And she, and she was beat a vampire. him at the end. Yeah, he deserved it. And she had the sunscreen on. And I was like, hey, Dennis Miller gets to die. We got a good twist. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It's like I, I hated Dennis Miller this whole movie, and he finally gets to die. So I was, it was okay so, with it. So it's okay. I also really, really liked the pun at the end, the very end. It was something about a head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep ahead because it was just a, it was just a head left from playing that's right. poker, and then the, the that's right. The little rolling. mummy was like, but it was like the setup was at the very beginning of the movie. I was like, I don't know if we needed that, you know, eighty minutes of filling to get to the to end get of that, to pun. that pun. I am a sucker for a good pun. They're like dad jokes. I gotta I say, the the sex puns in this movie that were very off putting. I didn't like any of them. Me neither. Uh, they were so of, forced. There's so many of them. So let's bring up something that we started talking about before we were recording. Is Angie Everhart? She's obviously a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Is she hot? Like no. I don't. I don't think she's hot. No. It's, it's it's body type. She fit a very specific body type. She was a Victoria's Secret model. Was she? Yeah, she was one of the. She was one of the angels. Trust me, I know this. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, I'm very sure about this fact. She was one of the Victoria's Secret angels. She was in the catalog and all that stuff. And yeah, she had that very specific Victoria's Secret body style where you have like oh, a waist, 90s. you have like a six inch waist and like you know big boobs, and that's it. Like that's all they cared about, really. Yeah, she like could be cute, and then I'd be like, meh. Yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know. But no, I, I agree with Nate. It's like her, Pamela Anderson. Who's the one you said? Like Kathy, Kathy Ireland. Yeah, Kathy Ireland. <laughs> oh, like, Kathy Ireland. Like Cindy Crawford. Like it's the like, 90s. No, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue slash Victoria's Secret Model yeah. type body type. It was very specific. It's only it's only recently that like more types of women are being allowed to be models for underwear and swimsuits. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But back in the 90s, it was like, well, if your body isn't this type, then you just can't be a model, honey. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's a very, this is the way the industry goes, and you just got to look like Tyra Banks. People <laughs> in the 90s were, like, unhealthy. Like, un, like super. Her when she was so No, in. it was. <laughs> it, it was like Zoolander. Like, Zoolander wasn't that my balls. <laughs> Jackie, don't laugh. You're not allowed to laugh at you, Lander. You hate you. You're not allowed to laugh. All right, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Gets me every time. Oh, you didn't think I knew what a googly was. (laughs) Jackie, it's funny. It is funny. I'm not saying the whole movie is going to grow on you. You love Billy Zane. How do you listen to your your friend Billy Zane? (laughs) No, Billy Billy Zane is one of the. No. See, now I got Billy Zane on the brain. Um, Got the Zane Zane brain. brain. Billy Zane in the brain. What? Billy Zane. Oh my god, that works so well. How has nobody done that yet? <laughs> We're doing it tonight. Billy Zane, you're welcome. Oh my word. No, no. Um, Zoolander is one of those movies where yeah, it absolutely has a couple funny lines. A whole lot of funny lines. Them. But as a whole, I don't think the movie is funny. Do I love the part when like Billy Zane tries to like go defend it's, him? It's a walk. Like, yeah, the you googly part is funny. The scene where they get the, my friends died in a tragic gasoline fight accident. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, they're it's so fucking everyone. So it's hilarious. Like, it's okay. What is this? A school for ants? <laughs> you know, like when he gets the black loan from New Jersey. Uh, I, I think I've got, I'm merman. <laughs> <laughs> so I love hate it. The fact that they use Lilith because the Lilith mythology is so good and so cool and so empowering and they took her and they made her into a dumb fucking like slave to the fucking key and it pissed me off because the whole 
point of Lilith is that she's supposed to be super fucking empowered and nobody fucks with her. Mm-hmm. And they so okay, just a little history lesson from Marissa to you. Um, so Lilith was a succubus, which for those of you who do not know, a succubus is a female demon who rapes men in their sleep in order to have their babies and eat them. Not always eat them, but from what I can tell, one of the things about both incubi, incubi and succubi mm-hmm. is that they, they force themselves on people. And I love that, you know, again, I, I, I love the gender switching around here. So apparently in Jewish, in Jewish mythology is where Lilith is most prominent. And yeah. she was the original wife of Adam. Adam even Lilith. Yeah, and Adam, so there's a lot, when I try to get, dig into the real fact of why she was, like, abolished, there were a lot of different versions. So the first and most widely widely accepted version of why she was rejected as the first wife was because she challenged him for, like, power and for, like, um, you know, like, she was, like, kind of like a rebel. And she rejected the idea that he was dominant. Then I found some other versions in which it they claim that it had to do with sex and that Adam wanted to be on top. And when she insisted on being on top and insisted on controlling their sex lives, that's when he rejected her. But Adam, it, you suck. I know. Adam, stop it. Listen, dude. He, he, just, he, just, he just knew that he wasn't going to be able to hold it back if she got on top. And <laughs> yeah, it was going to be over. Truth, and he was like, no, 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 don't. Yeah, no, so, you, couldn't, you couldn't think about that's such, a, that's such a mansplaining reason. <laughs> It's true. You, no, it's it's about controlling this area down here. I, I don't have a penis. I don't know. <laughs> you don't have that much control over it. Once <laughs> once someone else is choosing the rate and all that other stuff, you know, it can end rather quickly. <laughs> well, whether it's because Adam couldn't hold his load or because she was just <laughs> too rebellious. Either way, she gets booted from the fucking Garden of Eden. And she basically gets condemned, and she becomes like a fallen angel in in both Jewish and a lot of Christian mythology, from what I can tell. Now, what's interesting is that she actually goes well before, like, you can trace this idea of Lilith um, all the way back to, like, 3000 BC, when, like, in, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, um, she she's referred to in there as, as a demon who doesn't play by the rules, and it all hinges upon this idea that she is dominant and sexually aggressive, and what, another interesting thing is that she hates babies, and she does eat them, which, to be fair, is a little harsh. But um, well, succubus is still demons. Yeah, they're still very <laughs> naughty. Right? You can love them all you want and have a whole fair dedicated to them, but at the end of the day, Lilith is still a very crazy demon. Listen, there's succubus and Witcher, and I'm always <laughs> nice to the succubus because I'm also a mutant. Yeah. I'm also a mutant freak, and they just like. They just want to take advantage of like the horny guys and steal their money oh, and, well, and their baby juice. Oh, they're baby that's, juice. That's all they want. Well, and they have it? they have like they have like goat legs though in that in their they, game. They do actually. She and, there and are, horns. From what I could tell, the mythology around her has her either. So back in the BC era, she was always depicted as goat like, mm-hmm. and then eventually she became bird like in Christian and, and Jewish mythology. But another thing that I thought was really fascinating was that believe it or not, like the idea of a lullaby for a baby mm-hmm. becomes from Lilith because Lilith allegedly made a deal with God that if. The babies, so she promised to leave the babies alone. She would come and get them, like, between zero and 25 days. That was her window. But as long as they had lilos, which translated to lullabies, she would leave them alone. So, believe it or not, the fact that people sing lullabies to their children is traced back to fear of succubi coming and eating your kids in the middle of the night. I also think that it's an interesting uh, take in this film because 
there is a lot of biblical reference to this idea of like the nocturnal demon who sucks and thrives on blood. So they kind of got the Lilith mythology right here. I just hated how they took away, they stripped her of all of her power because they wanted to tie in the stupid key from the last movie. They got Jesus blood. You yeah. can't do anything unless like, you shoot it with a bullet and yeah. then the Jesus blood force fields go away. Right. And You can't shoot Jesus blood force fields with a bullet. Everyone knows that. Right. And there's nothing that scares insecure, douchebag, misogynistic, patriarchal men like a woman who is sexually potent and dominant and doesn't want babies. Those things all still terrify men. And I find, not all men need, I apologize, just douchebag men. I think it's it's interesting that, like, her disobedience became her her fall, like, her her problem. Like, she, the fact that she wouldn't play by the rules. Because when you look at Eve, she played by the rules and she got fucked over. Like, they blamed her for all the fucking original sin and all that shit. Fuck that. Nobody made Adam fucking eat that apple, too. I hate that she gets fucking blamed for everything. Because at the end of the day, Eve played by the rules, and she fucking was submissive, and she still got fucked over. So I say, go Lilith. Fucking do you do you. And that's why feminists fucking love. And, like, so much... Like, Lilith has become such a symbol in, like, really extreme feminism. And I kind of dig it. I really do. Because fuck it. Nothing better than a girl who loves sex and, you know, doesn't play by the rules and fucks men over but because of their own fucking greediness. So that's it. Yeah, that's my that's my rant on Lilith. I love her. And the fact that I got to talk about her for this movie made it all worthwhile. Yay. Yay, Yay Lilith. Except, except this movie is terrible. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. He's both not these, wrong. Both these movies. Both these movies. Didn't have a impact <coughs> on me, but there are there are moments in both of these movies that I thought were very fun. Yeah, like really entertaining. Cool. Yeah, because yeah. it is it's a tales from it's a tales from the crypt. Yeah, movie, so. yeah. yeah. I Maybe. just I just wish they were more consistent. Yeah, and, and I, I just wish, I wish the script. I feel like I feel like they rushed to get these ready. When was uh, Tales from the Crypt in the air? From eighty nine to ninety. I can double check that real quick. Hold on. It's only like six seasons, I think. 89 through 96, so close, man. Oh, so close. But yeah, they were definitely trying to, you know, get the most they could out of the property before it died off, because, I mean, as soon as Bordeaux Blood came out, like, Trails in the Crypt was donezo. Well, and this was supposed to be, there was supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah. There was oh. supposed to be, there was, there was a planned trilogy that never happened, and then Bordell, or then Demon Knight came out, Bordello Blood came out, and a movie called The Ritual came out. And it's another, it's like Tales from the Crypt Presents The Ritual, I think it's called. Let me There's know. something called The Ritual on Netflix really? right that's now. But that's something that's new, right? Yeah. Hmm. Is it The Ritual? But I feel like that would bum me out, kind of like the fact there was a Creepshow 3, but it's not Creepshow. The <laughs> like, old... I don't even want to watch it. Because I'm... Tales from the Crypt, oh no, I'm not, not The Ritual. It's Tales from the Crypt Ritual. It was a movie that came out in 2001, um, starring Jennifer Grey, Tim Curry. Jennifer Grey? And, and Tim Curry. Oh my god. Nobody. You can stop there, I'm in. Um, but yeah, apparently this, because these were the three that came out, I guess, closest in succession, they're calling that the Tales from the Crypt trilogy. I had I've no idea there's another one. It. I'd never seen it, I've never heard of it, and I'm curious to watch it because I'm wondering if they have any tie-ins about... I mean, not that Bordello Blood had a major tie-in with Demon Knight, but they did bring up the key. So I'm wondering if there's any there's also something, some yeah. tie-in with it's yeah, it's called Ritual from 2001. Huh. I'll have to check that out. My big issue with with these movies is that I loved both the EC comics and Tales from the Crypt the series because I felt like there was a very strong moral compass beneath it all. 
Like, when you did something fucked up, when you were, like, a bad person, you always got your comeuppance. Yeah. And I loved that in the in the comics when I was a kid because I felt like I was it was okay you were safe because you weren't a bad person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and I also felt like any, you know, nudity or, or sexualization was always done as part of a bigger theme. And I, I had a respect for it that maybe was just me being young and not knowing any better than to tear it all apart. But, like, I still watch Tales from the Crypt episodes and I'm like, I really like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love that Christmas one with the axe-wielding guy. And I love, oh, right. there's so many episodes of Tales from the Crypt that I would stand by. Granted, they're shitty ones too, but these lacked that moral compass for me. Like, there was no, if you're a good person, you're going to be okay. If you're a shithead, you're going to die. Like, it, it, either the, the whole world was so dirty that it didn't matter mm-hmm. or the, the, the good guys got it too. Yeah, no, I definitely... You know, I'm, I'm with you on that one. You yeah, know, like, I, I, I love that, that about Tales from the Crypt and it was missing and it made me sad. Like, mm-hmm. I loved that there was a sort of virtue to the stories and there wasn't in these films and that just, like, kind of bothered me. And I also feel like all of the sex and nudity and all that shit was so gratuitous and it so demeaning. So demeaning and so, you know, it's just, it's not often that I don't just take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's rare that I get on my high horse about it, but it just bothered me. I feel times. like this just a holdover from the TV show. I feel like these movies were kind of, like, breaking down some elements from the TV show. I feel like the, the, the comic didn't have that much like nudity no. and stuff in it. If, it was for if kids. it had anything at all. I don't think it was for kids. It, originally I think, it was. The EC comics? Absolutely. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Vault, <coughs> Vault Horror, Yeah. All those, things all those guys yet. were for kids. Yeah. Those were like penny comics for kids. Totally. So, yeah. so when it came on HBO, they definitely decided to up the like sex. Yeah. But it never... I mean, it was already violent and stuff. But I feel like... Yeah, but I know, but it's... Because it's only one thing removed from the comic book, and now we're two things removed from the comic book, and it's kind of like, oh, this we don't really know about the comic book, but there's like four seasons or five seasons of this TV show, and we know there's like, you know, 80% of the episodes of this TV show have gratuitous nudity and stuff in them, so... Mm. We're just gonna, you know, mm. this is a movie. We can go even further on that, and it's easy. Yeah. Cause sex sells, and this was like you, like you said before. This was before like the the like reevaluation of horror that Scream did in '98. So mm. was it '98? '96, I want to say, but I could be wrong. Wow. I also think my brother that, snuck me into that movie. That's why I say '98. <laughs> I also I think that this Tales from the Crypt movie was playing like how with the, like, they're playing to to a specific audience. Mm-hmm. They're playing, I think, to the audience not that read the comic book. They're playing to the audience that is watching the, the HBO. TV show, yeah. So I agree that like they they have to mirror more what is happening in the TV show because that's who this movie was made for. This movie was made for the fans of the TV show and not necessarily the comic book. Yeah, if you're fans of the comic book, don't watch the... I mean, I wouldn't even really say watch the TV show because I feel like the TV show doesn't really represent the comic books. I would watch the Creepshow movies, which are also based on Tales from the Crypt and Boss Parr and all those, and then watch the the old 70s movies because they're both really good. And I mean, you do get some kind of shady special effects with them with like the neon blood and all that that was was very indicative of the time, but the stories are good. (laughs) And I mean, they're not, like, 100%, like, great. Like, some of the stories kind of, like, trip over themselves. I feel like Creepshow is a lot more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Consistent? Yes. Consistent, yes. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, those are really good. Yeah. So I'll have I to check those out. I don't know. I've never seen Oh, those. yeah. Well, here's the thing. When I was a kid, my father had taped the 
the British Tales from the Crypt movie onto a VHS tape, probably off of Showtime or something. And I got really excited when I saw it because I knew what Tales from the Crypt was when I was a kid. And I was like, well, what episode is this? And I put it on and I'm like, what the shit is this? Yeah. It's all British people. <laughs> I was so confused by it. It's funny. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. You make a really good point there. I think if you can emotionally distance yourself. I also think it, it makes an, a fascinating argument for looking at the evolution of HBO as a series driven cable network and how like they continue to just see how much you can fucking tolerate like if i i love game of thrones i love all of those those shows but holy crap you want to talk about gratuitous sex and violence you know like and again like i may knew it i would be lying if i said i didn't enjoy watching daenerys to tarjari take off her clothes but at the end of the day like um they continue to just see how much they can i mean they definitely knew the property they were the property they were buying but i mean i've read those game of thrones books and there's plenty of sex and violence oh no i i would argue that George R. R. Martin is the biggest fucking misogynist he's, he's to ever way, fucking run the planet. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. But I think they like being the ones who push that that boundary. I oh, think yeah. they have been since back in the day. Yeah, you know, remember Taxi Cab Confessions? Oh, Every yeah. once in a while, I would sneak that on when I was a kid, and it's I would be like, so, "It's so weird so creepy, and weird and creepy." Yeah, <laughs> but I did. If it was on yeah. in the middle of the night, I would totally yeah. watch it. Yeah, I, I was I, when when I was little. When, well, when I was younger, we had HBO. Like. Yeah, no, I never... You were... Oh, man, I would sneak up in the middle of the night and watch all that shit. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would definitely watch it in my room, like, secretly when my parents had gone to bed. I knew when Tales from the Crypt was on. Uh, so thank you guys for joining us for our Tales from the Crypt double feature episode. Don't forget to check us out on social media. Just search Jersey Ghouls and you will find us. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcast app. We are on iTunes and Google Play. We are on iHeartRadio. Tune in. We're, we're everywhere. You can ask Alexa to play Jersey Rules, and she will, because she's really nice, and it's awesome. So uh, you can also find our podcast and our blog, our movie reviews, and all the good stuff on our website. Please check out jerseyrules.com. That's yeah. it. And uh, bye-bye. We're out of here. Bye-bye. Bye. listening to the Geekscape Network.